0: Hello and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are kung fu fighting with 5 servos of doom.
1: It's time for ninjas.
0: That's right. It's
1: ninja time.
0: It is going to get Which is re- how
1: you know this is not an episode of G.I. Joe where it's always ninja time.
0: That's right. This episode is very Larry Hama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, it is too. It really, really is.
0: I mean, although, yeah, uh, Jeff Bennett is getting a paycheck, so, uh, Prowl is talking throughout.
1: Yes. Hmm. Yes, he is.
0: So this first aired April 4th, 2009, written by Andrew Robinson, who is still not the guy who played, uh, Elim Garak on, uh, uh, on Deep Space Nine.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, what was yeah. that again?
0: Nor was he the bad guy from uh Dirty Harry. He is the lockdown guy. So spoilers as to who's the secret bad guy this episode. But he previously wrote <laughs> the two prior lockdown episodes. Ooh. So, I mean. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a mystery. And once you see Andrew Robinson in the credits, you know that he was two for two on lockdown showing up. So... <laughs>
1: It's like it's like the headmaster. How there's just one person. Yes, there's who one guy writes, writes the
0: headmaster. Them. Only one guy is sufficiently leet to write his hacks or dialogue. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, that's that's kind of. I wonder. I wonder if other shows have done that before, where like a recurring villain is only written by one guy. I would assume that not everybody wrote Sam Hain was the same person.
0: I don't believe so. Things? I mean, well, I mean, I think that might have been true, just because that's sh- like J. Michael Straczynski well, wrote like 80% yeah, of that uh, show, so he might have written all of them. But only by percent. Like yes. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Nothing else like that springs to mind with Transformers. I vaguely recall that maybe somebody, uh, on Batman the Animated Series did all the Riddler episodes because those ones were really hard. Oh!
2: <laughs> Wait, well, I did, I hey. did think of one, but it's not bad guys. Um, most, I don't remember if all the Dinobot episodes were written by Don Glute.
0: Oh, yes, because that dude loves dinosaurs.
2: Loves yes. dinosaurs I, to a disturbing degree.
0: Like, he's written, like, actual scientific dinosaur books. He's made, like, B-movies with dinosaurs. Uh, he has an extensive collection of dinosaur memorabilia, uh, pictures of which are on the internet, uh, largely being held by... Women uh in states of undress.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty
0: good. Uh, Don Glute, kind of a weird dude. I'm sure they were oh, paid well.
1: well. Yeah. Oh. I mean, as long as they weren't doing things with them. I mean, that's a whole different genre. I mean, no. I,
0: I salute their bravery in answering that Craigslist ad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, as I have to assume that's how they were recruited. Probably. Some light modeling work must uh, be relatively fluent in Latin names of prehistoric animals <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <sighs> Anyway, ninjas,
1: I like it. Red
0: Injured. that's right so we open it is Detroit it's the dead of night and the Autobots are tracking a Decepticon energy signature and as it is not only uh, our uh, our usual crew in this case it's just Prowl and Optimus Prime uh, but they are joined by Sentinel Prime and jazz
1: hey they're hanging around.
0: Yeah, they, they just hung I, – I, I had forgotten that they didn't leave after last episode. They hang out for a couple episodes.
1: Yeah, I, I have to say, and this – this I mostly made a note of this at the end of the episode, but I really like how this episode stands alone but also very much fits into the meta plot.
0: Yeah. Yes. It does some character stuff that I'm not crazy about, but we will get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Prowl does a super sweet ninja move, crashes through a window Batman style <laughs> – uh, but finds that they have given him the old, uh, rat trap slip, and it's just like a box with a bleeping, with a beeping light on it.
1: <laughs> oh fooling no! Him.
0: Just push
2: this button, not and this button.
0: This button yes. will kill us. <laughs> push the button, Frank. So they cannot find, not only can they not find this Decepticon, they've also lost Sentinel Prime. So they're looking for him, and Sentinel Prime's or Optimus Prime spots an unusual shadow. It's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does have sort
2: of pointy ears on the top of its head, so
1: it would be pretty great if it was Batman, but it's not.
0: And uh, this is, uh, let's see, two thousand nine. So I guess we are talking Christian Bale at this point.
1: Yeah, that would oh, be okay. Yeah.
2: Wow, was that long ago?
0: Jeez. I mean, he was—he had a fairly long. But ba- I mean. Boy, I guess he actually appeared in more movies as Batman than any prior Batman.
2: Yep. Ooh.
0: Not counting like Kevin Conroy. Well,
2: cool. Yeah, well, yeah, Kevin Conroy's been in more, but the, I mean, he Kevin
1: Conroy did too.
0: How
2: did he been Batman. in more at that point? It was only Mask of the Phantasm and the um the one was it Ice? Mr. Freeze one? Uh, it, Sub-Zero. It? Yeah. Which was, was, was
0: supposed to get a theatrical release, but did not get one.
2: Yeah. Well, uh-huh. It was close enough.
0: Allegedly because it was considerably better than that year's actual Batman movie, <laughs> Batman and Robin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and would have made people feel bad.
0: And I mean it's honest like it's it's that like Sub Zero is decent. It's no mask of the Phantasm. No, okay. Uh it's better than Batman and Robin. Yeah.
1: What isn't? I mean, I'm sure there are people who have strong feelings about how Batman and Robin is, like, some amazing, like, you know, by its own virtues of being completely ridiculous. It's, like, great or something, but... It's fun. It's not as
0: bad as you remember, but it's not I do think I'd rather watch it than Batman v. Superman. Well, yes.
1: I've still managed to avoid that.
0: I haven't seen it yet myself, but it just looks so dreary, whereas at least uh Batman, bright and colorful, I think that movie could have used um, Lex Luthor spouting out some bad puns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Maybe adopting a thick Austrian accent. Anyway, Optimus Prime follows the bat follows the shadow of the bat, but instead finds Sunstorm, the, the suck up star scream.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: And, of course, he's very happy to see the great Optimus Prime. Uh, <laughs> and also Sentinel Prime is behind him, having stasis cuffed him. So good for Sentinel Prime.
1: Yes, this is very, very good use of suck-up Starscream to, you know, then have very nice things to say about a guy who likes to hear nice things about himself.
0: Yes. Yes. Sentinel Prime, however, cuts him off mid-sucking up oh, because yeah. there's something he doesn't want them to know.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: <gasps> so he, he takes uh, Sunstorm back to the ship and he's already got himself a little Decepticon collection. He's got Blitzwing in there. And uh Swindle, last seen in Society of Ultimate Villainy, locked into vehicle mode.
1: So Yay, he good to know Guess he wasn't yes. horribly disassembled.
0: Yes, and uh even Sentinel Prime can't take too much credit for that. He just had to pay a fine, which <laughs> raises the question, where did Sentinel Prime get money? Good point.
1: I'm sure – hey, I'm sure Jazz knows where to get money.
0: Yeah. Like, what, what, are they making money? Are they – is Fanzone like, floating them alone? I
1: mean, probably.
0: Are they robbing a bank?
1: Maybe. Maybe, like, oh, I blame it? the, I blame the Jet Boys.
0: I'm trying to remember who robbed, I think. For thinking uh, that robbing
1: a bank was a perfectly good idea.
0: Well, I mean, we have seen a Decepticon rob a bank before. Uh, one of them robs it in, um, Yes,
1: in The Last Night.
0: Uh, The Last Night. I, I think that's Dreadbot. And then uh, he just like blows up yeah. all the
1: money because he didn't even want money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just when they're run. doing that big Suicide Squad <laughs> intro scene that I still kind of love. Yeah. I love it. Which I mean I, I I recently revisited because I just found Nitro Zeus in stores and he is a delight.
1: Oh, ooh, nice. nice. This is
2: a good toy. Remember,
0: he remember he's the one who uh is uh, very very cheat he's very uh, chummy with all his captors except for Enrique <laughs> who says to say hi to his your wife and he knows where you live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. if when and if I find Cogman, I'm going to have me some Cogman.
0: <laughs> uh, and, uh, so anyway, Jetstorm and Jetfire are also back there. They are goofing around, uh, taking selfies with the, uh, the Decepticons for the Fembots back home.
2: Oh, I guess I missed that line.
0: Yes. They're
1: taking Weird. selfies. They're so cute. And,
0: and they also want to know about uh, how Sentinel captured the badness bot. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. the badness bot. They're so cute! They're taking selfies and doing like a little peace sign. Like, aww, they're so good.
0: And then Optimus is all, yes, Sentinel, please tell us, how did you capture this badness bot? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) So Optimus is a little concerned and he's also worried about the the shadow of the bat. So they they go back and they start going through a bunch of helmets to uh, try and figure out what it is he saw. No, it's not Ultramanus'
2: helmet. No, it's not Blitzwing's helmet. But the first one is Ultramanus, But he
1: did see Blitzwing's helmet because he saw Blitzwing, but, you know. Well, this is true.
0: I mean, it's like if, you know, they're showing you a bunch of suspects and they show you a picture of a cat. I mean, even if you saw a cat that day, you know that a cat did not steal your purse.
1: (laughs) Well, then why would they bother showing you the picture of the cat?
0: That cat is a known accomplice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
2: Oh, Catwoman! No! We are in Gotham City. Gotham City,
0: Detroit. C. C for Catwoman. <gasps> wow. I mean, Gotham City, or Detroit is kind of Gotham City.
2: Yeah, and, uh, it is. Oh, wait, does that mean, um, isn't Toronto across the lake?
0: No, that's Windsor. Oh, well, whatever. Yes. That's okay. across Windsor the river. The
2: one across the Water. Okay, the so that would be, um...
0: Uh, oh, Bloodhaven?
2: No, what the... <laughs> yes. Fuck. Metropolis? Metropolis, yes. I was completely blanking on Superman City.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Metropolis was based on um Jerry Schuster's boyhood experiences in Toronto. Oh.
1: Really? Oh. Aw, so this very nice, friendly city is based on Toronto. Yes. Aww.
2: Well, that That makes a lot more sense, although it seems weird that they keep trying to stick it right next to Kansas. Or in Kansas.
0: Well, I mean, they're not putting Metropolis in Canada.
1: No.
2: No, but th- that'll put an entirely different spin on Superman.
0: Oh man, everybody actually knows that he's really Clark Kemp, but they're too polite to say anything about it.
2: Yes. Yeah! Yeah, cause he's in, he's working in Canada, he's a good American boy. Working in Canada.
0: <laughs> oh geez, Clark, you better, I better call that Superman. I, uh, it's a shame you never see him when he's here, because we're also very passive aggressive. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! <laughs> Superman, where everybody around him has a Canadian accent, would be a lot more fun. Oh, Luthor with a Canadian accent. Ooh, French Canadian.
0: I mean, that would basically make him Conrad Black. Okay, that's fair. Regional reference. Who? He's a like a disgraced Canadian media magnate who already has the name of a supervillain. Oh, okay. Conrad Black.
1: Absolutely, already has the name of a supervillain.
0: Anyway, so they do find the helmet, and uh, hey, it just so happens to be a helmet that you can find in a uh, toy store near you.
1: (gasps) That's a very familiar helmet.
0: It's a samurai helmet.
1: Yes. And so it's time for some
0: flashback-o-vision.
1: Dun-dun. It's one of these episodes. But flashback-o-vision is
2: always sad.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, this is going to be pretty darn sad. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Prowl was like some kind of... A juvenile delinquent, draft dodger?
1: Well, he was—I no. mean, basically a hippie.
0: Yes, like a conscientious objector.
1: He's
2: robots in disguise, sideswipe.
1: That's exactly what he was. We, before we move Most along, a more hippie, I, guess. I would like to—I would like to ask. So, one of the the things about these badness bots that that Sentinel has captured is he has mouth clamps on them. Yes. Uh, which is certainly understandable for any iteration of Starscream. Uh, yes. Prime is concerned, Optimus is concerned about this because, I mean, that seems unreasonably cruel, but probably also Optimus suspects something is up that he cannot, you know, is not letting the Decepticons tell him about. Does Blitzwing need three of them?
2: I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> well, we see at least two. He spins his head between the, the, the one Austrian and the German. Not the crazy
0: face. Then they both have a mouth. I with the crazy face, would need like an extra big one, because he's got the big jack o' lantern mouth.
1: Yeah, maybe. So yes, these these are the questions that I have that are very important. <laughs> My very important questions.
0: And question: Would this work on a guy with a faceplate?
1: Yeah, that's also an important question. Oh, that's a
2: good question. How do faceplates even work?
0: Also a good question. I <laughs> mean, if you take the if you take the. uh the star TV dubs, they just work by, it's like having a, a hand over your face all it, the time. It's Bane
2: voice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love those so much.
2: Uh, speaking of guys with faceplates.
0: <gasps> yes. It's, uh, it's Warpath. Hey. Uh, voiced by David Kaye. He's a huge tank guy.
1: He's elite guard.
0: And he's also like your, your a-hole, uh, right-wing 70s dad.
1: So. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that he was just talking like like a normal person and not like Warpath, who, as you might recall, has like some sort of mild Tourette syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then at the end, when when Yoketron convinces him to leave Prowl with him, he he turns around and he mutters, "Bam, pow, lousy draft dodging Nick
0: mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I'm very He's glad
1: got it under control. Got a be- a a bam pow
0: in there. <laughs> and I really do buttered. love Warpath on the generation one cartoon. He's so goofy. He's so, He's so ridiculous. goofy. It's
1: great.
0: <laughs> and he is dropping him off in uh like the sci- the Cyber Ninja Fortress or the well, Cyber Ninja Dojo. It
2: kind of looks like a Ninja Dojo, but with the big windows, it, it just made me think of the He's San- got like
0: Doctor Strange windows.
2: Yes, the Sanctum Santorum.
0: <laughs> well the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. The Sanctum Santorum is where Rick Santorum lives.
1: <laughs> Yo! No one wants to yeah. go there. Yeah, big doctor Strange. Yeah,
0: no. And, uh, that helmet just so happens to be perched upon the head of Yoketron. <gasps> the, uh, Cybertron's chief ninja master. Uh, he is named for, uh, Takara's lead designer, Hideaki Yokai.
1: Who was it's- the designer, he was the toy engineer who came up with the very first transforming vehicle robot toy.
0: Yeah, like, he worked up for Takara, like, back in the 70s. He designed, like, Diaclone and Microman.
1: And the first one was Sunstreaker. Or yes. at least the toy that was to become Sunstreaker.
0: hmm And he apparently also, de- he, uh, he designed, like, he was design- designing stuff up to animated. He, uh, and apparently oh. he only retired, like, this past year.
1: Oh, geez Yeah, he was there, like, forever.
0: Yes. And I think he actually made it to a couple, like a bunch of American botcons. Oh, and he was at Hascon. Oh, he right. was at at
1: least yeah. one of the botcons. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of, um well, Monzo and some people
0: with him. Yes. He's a, he's a very cheery, he's a very cheery man.
1: Yes. <laughs> he's great.
0: And, although I will say, Yoketron, not, a, like, not a great name for this guy. No. I, I, and, uh, he is vo- can't really uh, think he's of voice by of, but, uh, sorry. oh I, I missed that what were you <laughs> say
2: i I can't really think of a better like modifier of yoke name thingy yoke bot
0: no
1: uh, <laughs> is the
2: is that the end of an autobot name is always weird
0: does because yoke specifically mean anything? Its
2: Probably? Own. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Well, let me look at my Japanese English dictionary and see if there's anything automatic.
1: Though I'm, that just reminds me of my, my favorite, one of my favorite Aaron Archer stories about how his name tag for when he visited Takara just literally had like the Japanese word for archer on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good to be. Like uh... as
1: in a person who shoots arrows
2: i uh, not seeing any uh, yokai really in the dictionary so.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. I mean I guess a yokai is like a uh, like a ghost or a demon or something. Uh,
1: yokai. Yes.
0: Oh, yokai.
1: I mean I presumably it's just one of those syllables that shows up as part of a name yeah. with mm. some regularity.
0: Anyway, uh, he voiced by uh, George Takei and we sure picked the wrong week <gasps> to cover an episode <sighs> uh, featuring George Takei. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're not gonna go too far into that. Uh, Unlike say we, Lance Henriksen or Peter Stormare, we think it's safe that you know who to assume that you know who George Takei is, and therefore we don't need to like go off on a little tangent explaining who he is, like we did with Lance Henriksen or Peter Stormare. Uh, so yes, this is George Takei.
0: Yes, yes, Captain. Oh my
1: can't can't stop Lock. the impressions though. That's, <laughs> no, that's just a, no, I'm I, of it. It's, a fun it's voice. gonna happen.
0: It it just happens. Lock onto that signal and fire.
1: Mm-hmm. He was the uh grand marshal of the Columbus Gay Pride one year.
2: Oh, me.
0: Oh.
1: One of the years I actually went to the parade before I realized that <laughs> I don't actually like parties, even parties full of gay <laughs> people
0: so anyway this uh this left wing peacenik has been dropped off at this uh this ninja dojo because I guess that's where you just drop your robot foundlings.
1: that's where you drop your annoying hippies. I think hippie is really a a good like uh comparison here because you know he's all like peace and
0: i mean he's kind of like an angry hippie he is
1: kind of like an angry hippie. I'll give you that.
2: Yeah,
0: this this is oh, kind of you know, like
1: hippies a... were angry back when they got drafted for wars. Yeah.
2: This, this is kind of like an '80s movie plot,
0: dropping Dro- off the like the plot of the Karate yes. Kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think Pat Morita had died by this time, but I wouldn't have been surprised if he had been in this. Although I don't think he was in the actual Karate Kid cartoon.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Uh, Too many cartoons of weird things back in the day. So, anyway, they've, uh... Anyway, Prowl is sort of given a second chance by uh, Yokatron, and he will train to to be a ninja in exchange for these charges being dropped, which, okay, Cybertron legal system, that's fine.
1: Well, apparently, and this is a, a thing that I thought was interesting, is he refers to it as, like, the Cyber Ninja Core... Which would suggest that it's an actual part of the military, versus like, I, mean, I would have expected it to be like a clan, which would be like, you know, what ninjas usually are, at least according to Larry Hama.
2: Well,
1: well, but... Yeah, but <laughs>
2: Traditionally, ninjas do work for the government, and that's kind of what Yoketron is doing. Sort of. He, he, he's not the government, he just works for the government doing a very special job.
1: Yes, apparently rehabilitating young roustabouts. And never do wells. Yes.
0: So, uh, Prowl takes off to the, uh, to the elite guard ship, goes to talk to Jazz, because Jazz was a fellow cyber ninja. Uh, which, this raises a couple of questions. It, this means that both Jazz and Prowl are older than everybody else on the show, except for, Ratchet. Yeah. uh, Ratchet. And I forget if it's Ratchet, or Prowl, or Jazz says
2: something about Yokatron's been gone for over a million stellar cycles, so a million years, right. well, a million I, years, or Prowl's a million years old seems weird.
0: And Jazz is possibly older, because I think he was there first.
2: Uh Was he one of the statue groups? Yeah, like so- before Prowl
0: was. I, don't I think he is one of those statue heads. Yeah, we'll get to the statue heads a little bit. Oh yeah, later. I guess he would have I mean, to hey, be busts, rather. Before, yeah.
1: I've chilled out in my old age. That's fair.
0: <laughs> I guess because we know that like they're still around when the Great War is going on, which uh none of the rest of the cast except for Ratchet, who is explicitly an old man, uh was around for. So that's a, that's a little weird. Yeah.
1: I on first at first glance, I did think it was sort of odd that like, okay, let's be, let's be honest, Jazz is the traditionally black character. I yeah. mean, that's just his thing. So I thought it was very odd that he was also the ninja. But it, it sort of, I was thinking to an article that I read, I think it was like on Kotaku this week, about how like, specifically in that case, it was about how Dragon Ball Z is like, a big deal with young oh, black yeah. men because That was a great article. There you know, yeah, it was a really good article. And that also reminded me of when I was in Columbus there was uh <laughs> one night I was flipping through channels and came upon an an Omni dub of a an old kung fu movie and I was like I am totally watching that. Uh but that was a very uh it it happened to be on a very like black geared uh like local broadcast network. And so presumably I would assume that kung fu movies are actually popular with young black men or have been and therefore it's entirely appropriate that Jazz be a ninja. The end. I mean I think
0: that was part of the rationale for pairing up uh Luke Cage and Iron Fist.
1: Yeah. I could let's... see that. I could see that
0: I mean, see exploitation
2: thinking... and Kung Fu go together so well. It's
0: well, I mean, there's uh Jim Kelly, who was uh in Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then in a couple of his own kung fu exploitation <clears throat> movies.
1: Yeah. It also reminds me a little bit of, like, something that I heard ages and ages ago about, like... It was from some old Marvel creator, like, talking at a convention that basically, like... In the, in the 80s, and this is probably one of those things, like when I was in Columbus, we had a broadcast station that was like, you know, the BET of local broadcast stations. And I, I like them a lot because they would show like really good action movies as long as they had like Lawrence Fishburne or Wesley Snipes or somebody in them. So they, they were always showing stuff that, that was really good. Uh, but they would have like, crazy anime stuff like in the 80s they would have like a channel just showing japanese stuff not even translated Uh, because there would i guess be enough of an immigrant population but you'd just be like up late one night flipping through channels and there's like Transor z or something and how that (laughs) you know kind of influenced i think that might be where it came up about the the nagai from star wars Probably. Because that was where they, because they are n- named after Go Nagai, the well-known manga slash anime creator. And that was how they knew about him back the, then. The,
2: the dirty uncle of anime.
1: Was from, you know, obscure broadcast.
0: Marvel of, Star Wars comics. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Just from like, weird stations that would just air them. So, so anyway, the moral of the story is in urban areas, they get TV that the rest of us cannot even hope for, except I <laughs> guess now there's cable and that's the thing. Yes. The urban, what I'm saying is urban TV markets, broadcast TV markets are like way better than you would expect.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, Yoki Tron apparently disappeared years ago. Um Sentinel just barges in and just has a hearty laugh at the idea that their beloved old master is still alive. I think he calls him a rust bucket or something.
1: Aw, he's a jerk.
0: I mean, he is especially jerky in this episode, and it's a little jerkier than I like my Sentinel. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, he's a little excessively jerky.
0: So he goes out, and uh, Prowl and Jazz surreptitiously follow him, but they lose him. They get back, and he has somehow, inexplicably, brought in Lugnut, who, if you'll recall, a couple episodes ago, it took most of our Autobot cast half of an episode to not pull him out of a hole. <laughs> yeah, but...
1: Yes. So him that, bringing in Lugnut is like, okay, you have help.
0: This is how you say a get. Yes. <laughs> yes
2: that, that... That th- This almost pays off that wasting half an episode of that. Because, yeah, th- there's no way Sentinel could have done that himself.
0: No. Yeah. And he's all, hey. And so, yeah, Prowl finally sees these guys and he, hey, says, hey, uh I noted that, uh, you know, Sunstorm doesn't have his guns and uh, Blitzwing doesn't have his guns and Lugnet doesn't have the punch of kill everything. And hey, I know a guy who always takes weapons from uh, people and who, you know, might be willing to be hired out to capture guys. And then Sentinels all, yeah, no, it, he has a punch of kill everything. I obviously took that off him and put it in this closet.
2: You know, And he accuses Optimus of being jealous, which <laughs> which puts Optimus off I mean, and
0: sputters him a bit. I mean, it kind of is true. Yeah. yeah it's but, not like Optimus is wrong, but he is also jealous. Yeah. <laughs>
1: not wrong but also he is totally jealous come on
0: yes so we go back into flashback Ovision.
1: vision and to be prowl fair him working with lockdown would probably be like against like five different regulations yeah so come on that's that's fair
0: so yeah we we go back to flashback-o-vision prowl is now a pretty good ninja and uh we go into a chamber where there are a bunch of holographic busts of uh the the greatest students. And they are it is hard to identify a lot of them, but they are all it's identified in the ultimate guy, in the uh yeah. and anim- what are those called again?
1: The almanac the Almanacs. Well, The wiki, Almanacs, the wiki has appendix. it too.
0: It's like there's And yeah, the wiki has them.
2: Springer, okay, we got Sky Gary Springer. Springer. Which Springer seems okay. Sky Gary? Wait, Sky, is Sky Gary the big cube dude?
0: No, that is Grandis. Okay. Sky Gary is a guy who turns into a shuttle because he carries people. <laughs> he, oh, okay. people. he carries people.
1: Look, they're trying. Yeah, Gary, we... They're trying to have English words. They're doing their We've best. Got
0: the... And these guys are from all over. you got DevCon, who is from like two episodes of the original. No, one episode. One episode, episode of one the VL1. original. Though
1: his sidekick does show up in a later episode.
0: Yes. He
2: seems like the weirdest choice. He's, a, he's
0: like a bounty hunter with a cool gun on his but head. I guess
2: he does have an interesting design
0: and a well, and I think head. He's, he's a, like, a, like a wrestler, sort of. He's
1: a bounty hunter who only hunts his people's sworn enemies for free. He's
2: the Wait, worst he's bounty hunter. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's not being a bounty hunter not what that means
0: <laughs> we've got to die atlas who is also a uh also a japanese based guy uh we got heavy load from the first robots in disguise he's one of uh, the build team
2: yes oh oh
0: weird uh we got Star Upper, who was a <laughs> Japanese Beast Wars character who turned into Kangaroo and he was <laughs> yes. Boxer.
1: And he was from a Game Boy game.
0: Yes. Uh we got Road Handler, who was a MicroMaster pro wrestler. Yes! I've got Ultra Magnus, who we know. I guess he knows he's Hammer-based an martial arts.
1: Yes. Seems bizarre. Oh man. I want to come up with a St- giant hammer-based martial art.
0: We got Star Saber, who is a Japanese character as well, and in the American comics, sometimes an evil fascist.
1: We have Star Saber, who is my favorite. I like Star Saber.
0: We got Tap Out, who is based on a Botcon exclusive and was originally like an actual wrestler, not a pro, re- like a pit fighter or something. He was
1: like a boxer.
0: Yeah. We got that. Kickoff, who was he gets murdered in. uh well- Last Stand of the Wreckers. Oh, wait, he? he's I think
2: so. an action master, wasn't
0: he? He was an action master. Uh, we got Grandis, who is the giant cube guy. I guess he'd be like <laughs> a sumo wrestler. Oh,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's totally a thing.
0: We got Motor Arm, who was a Japanese recolor of a one of the tri guys, the Beetle guy. Oh, I got Power Hug, Power also hug. from Beast Wars Two, who was a pill bug who hugs people to death.
2: An Yay. adorable little fellow,
0: who again has a really weird head. And Road Rocket from Generation Two. Man,
1: Ooh. I love Road Rocket. He's got a really good toy. He
0: was a he was apparently a ninja. In- you know
1: who he was going to be recolored into?
0: Uh, Jazz, Jazz. It was yes.
1: Who was going to be a ninja? And that iteration yes. and had something oh. on his like the the like bio that was at like a botcon or something <laughs> like a ninja in the night I strike swiftly and unseen.
0: Oh no, that huh. was the uh, that was uh Soundwave oh, it was gonna be released as great. a uh Jazzes was the equally hilarious um I like slamming on Decepticons <laughs> as much as I like slamming on my guitar. Oh my god, yeah or something along those lines.
1: I I mostly remember there being a a very, it becoming very meme-friendly talk about ninjas in the night striking swiftly and unseen, or just doing things swiftly and unseen, like a ninja in the night, or just doing things like a ninja in the night that were not necessarily swiftly or unseen. What I'm saying is Alt-Toys Transformers memes.
0: (laughs) I mean, listen, the 90s and the... and the nineties internet and ninjas were built for each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will also note that the primary function of a ninja is to flip out and kill people. <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs>
0: ah, yeah. uh, we're all
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid.
0: Anyway, stupid so there are a whole bunch of busts here, and one evil. of them is empty by, by one of our students who betrayed the dojo.
1: <gasps> oh no. Who could it be?
0: <laughs> yes. What possible villain has already been alluded to and also might be a ninja, question mark.
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: But hey, there's even more to show him. So Yokitron uses process over, or, processor over matter, which as we've seen before is basically just the force. <laughs> yes. Opens up a secret chamber revealing a whole bunch of, pre- of protoforms. And those are apparently going to be like the... the, the the secret weapon in the final days of the war if this whole omega supreme thing doesn't work
1: these are going to be their cold constructed bots yes that they make through some unholy process of spark creation well they don't go into that but basically yeah. i um, mean that talking about things getting pretty dark this season that's that's fairly dark i'm
0: not i'm not sure if these have sparks or not as we're going to see later
1: well that's fair
0: and uh, this is also where Prowl is presented with his ninja weapon, which he has finally earned, and it is the ninja stars that don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do anything. It's
1: the best ninja kind of stars. weapon, the kind no, we that do does anything. nothing. It's not the best kind of weapon at all.
0: Anyway, Prowl cannot does not have enough force to uh, close the chamber with well, the process over matter. He, so
2: he brings the disco ball down and mostly closes the door. It just stops a little bit. It's like. You have that much force, but you're not confident enough in yourself to close it the last six inches? What? The the disco ball should have come down and the, the door segments should have just shivered a little.
0: I mean, there's no sense in almost closing a door.
2: Well, yes, but, like, that that's so close. It's like how, like, okay, I could give you one more training session and you could close the door.
0: It's like well, no. missing half a he's step he's already taught him all that he can teach him because now he has to go on an optics quest to find his still uh. point and to tame the beast within wait, that's no, sorry, wrong show
2: that uh, it feels that. like one of the instances of this show adding mechanical things to common earth sayings that seems stupid
0: I kind of love optics quest
2: Op- I can see optics quest as like the title of a like the old G one Marvel comic issue, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's,
1: uh... it's actually that oh that should be an alternate title for uh ah uh, God! Now I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's the the, the episode where they're like
0: oh, uh, oh. dark voyage,
1: no. where they're all blind. No, I no, was no, going no. to say I think I think it's one of the... the like twelve subplots of the Ultimate Weapon. Oh, which is a season the, the three G one s- episode. Steal... Eyes oh, where the, there's, like,
0: everything going on in that episode. Yes,
1: where they're, like, and, trying uh, like to get eyes important... for Unicron. Oh,
0: right, for, yes. Oh, Unicron. Oh, or, wait, wait, wait. Wait, is it Unicron? Oh. No, 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 that's, uh, wait. Is no, it no, Trypticon?
1: A... No, they're trying to steal the eyes from Trypticon. Yeah,
2: I, I got it right. Did so they get a... one eye from Trypticon? Okay,
0: or is that one of the Starscream's ghost episodes,
1: though? Yes. no well, I think that was one of the Starscream's ghost episodes, Okay. The yeah, moral of story him him the story is the ultimate weapon has him way him too him. many subplots.
0: Yes, it I mean that I mean that might be it has like five different plots, and the least important plot of that episode is the one about the ultimate <laughs> <Yes>. weapon.
1: <laughs> Which is actually just Galvatron being a lunatic some more because that's what he does. Yeah. Again.
0: It's just like a box with lights
1: on yes. it.
2: <laughs> his plan about turning himself into a fat planet was a
0: better plan. <laughs>
1: And and, don't worry, like,
0: Rodimus figures that out because the real ultimate weapon is my mind.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. G1. Man, I love G1. It's so
0: stupid. That is sometimes. a weird episode. One of these days we might have to do that in uh, for a for a bonus episode. This it's so cool.
1: crazy. <laughs> I love that episode though. Mostly I just anyway, like so that we... one of the subplots is about first aid being sad.
0: Oops. Yes. And just hanging out with, like, a random robot who runs a junkyard. Yes! Uh, who is never explained. No, I don't I even mean, remember that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just never explained. <laughs>
0: Anyways, we cut back to the present. Uh Sentinel is talking to somebody over the radio. And Prowl is hiding, disguised as a piece of furniture with his holograms.
1: Which, that's not really ninjas, that's just Mirage. That's Mirage's shtick. You're stealing Mirage's shtick.
0: <laughs> so he follows him to Tigatron Stadium.
1: Yay! I forget, had we seen Tigatron Stadium before?
0: I do not believe we had, no. Don't think so, no. Because I,
2: I think I would have noted it before that, like, we have Tigatron Stadium, home of the fighting. God-told-me-sos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or whatever. <laughs> of course, the actual Tigers do not actually play in Tiger Stadium anymore. They they knocked it down. They now play in Comerica Park.
1: That's dumb. Comerica? That's a stupid name and I yes. don't like it.
0: Well, it's possible that they have been acquired by, like, the Tigatron Corporation that makes robot Tigers.
1: <gasps> or maybe they just named it in honor – they, like, renamed the team in honor of the local robotics industry.
0: <laughs> this is possible.
1: I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable.
0: I, I kind of just like the idea of a co- company that makes robotic tigers and nothing but robotic tigers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's also pretty good.
0: So they get there, and surprise, surprise! Sentinel is indeed meeting up with uh, with Lockdown, who is wearing a new hat—a
1: <gasps> <gasps> suspiciously familiar hat.
0: Yes. So now. Yeah, which raises the question, why did Lockdown just start wearing this hat?
1: I don't know. Because he it, woke it, it up one day and was like, you know, that's, I, I want to wear that hat for a bit.
2: I've had that hat sitting on my shelf for a million years. I never wear for it. For a
0: million years.
2: I really should get some use out of it.
1: It's like when it I was today. moving and I would find stuff I had forgotten I had even bought. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hey, it's that. I'm gonna wear that.
0: (laughs) This would look uh, real, real kicky if I paired it with a uh, with a chainsaw for a hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so. So
0: this raises the question, and well, I guess we we now know because Sentinel has been paying lockdown off with like parts from the ship.
2: Well, no, first it was gyro
0: stabilizer
2: parts from the bots because like the the other. The Starscream clone and, and Blitzwing are missing their weapons. Uh-huh. It's just that he didn't get the ones from uh, Lugnut, which he lucked out because he could tell a story because he's giving the Gyro Stabilizer thinking from their ship to lockdown.
0: Yes. And the, the latest prisoner exchange is uh, Ramjet, the liar Starscream.
1: <laughs> also very useful in this situation.
0: <laughs> yes. Because he says, "Hey, don't worry uh i I'm going to surrender peacefully and that means oh no, he's not going to surrender peacefully oh
1: no <laughs> i really I really do like the story use of the lying star screams of of him, and then you know the uh ass kissing Star scream talking about how great Sentinel was for capturing him when we yes. know that he did not actually capture him." <laughs>
0: Because indeed Ramjet has apparently offered uh lockdown more than Sentinel was going to, so now they're all screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and that is why you don't hire mercenaries. Wah, wah, yep. wah.
0: And we find out that Lockdown was indeed that missing Yoketron student. <gasps> which raises the question, is he an ex Autobot?
2: Huh. I thought that was implied all along.
0: I mean, it was imp- we never found out really, just that he's, he's a guy who turns into a car, yeah. and he has that, uh, rub sign instead of an actual symbol.
1: <laughs> Cause you don't know where his actual loyalties lie, because he's a mercenary.
0: Money! And it's also Money here is- that, uh... Lockdown name drops a couple of Generation 1 martial arts, namely Metallicado and Sir Kitsu.
1: Yes. Uh, the first which was practiced by Bludgeon, and the second one was... Yes. Who was it who did? Bugly. Bugly. Right. <laughs> Well-known ninja Bugly. He
0: was a ninja. That's Sadly, true. no mention is made of, uh, uh, what was it Crystal Locution, the yes. uh, martial art practiced by Banzai Tron.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh. It was the 80s, we knew like three words Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, he's like, he's like a ninja. We've learned
2: a
1: few more.
0: Like Bonsai, Bonsaitron. Tron.
1: Yeah, well, well,
2: they've learned a few more by the point this episode was written. Sensei is mentioned.
1: Yes. yes. I mean, well, by the point this episode, well, I mean, like, okay, I don't know that, was Naruto a thing by then?
0: Ah, no. uh.
2: The manga, I think, was, wait, let I me, mean, do the Google.
1: Yeah, the manga would have been, at least being published here by then, because I picked up the first, the first one, like, at my used bookstore I used to work at. I was like, hey, this has like some fox themed stuff. And then I was like, this is ridiculous. No one pilots a robot and that's the only anime I care about. Oh geez, Naruto? Was no st- one has an evil father. Naruto
2: started in 1999? Holy crap.
0: I didn't realize it was that old. Jeez. I've never seen why all these ninjas wear orange.
2: <laughs> is that like <laughs> the just- ninja color? It's just the one and he's an idiot.
0: Well, but there's also uh, like all those guys from Dragon Ball Z. Well
2: they are well, They're ninjas. not ninjas. they're Kung Fu guys. They they're they're, they're okay, well, well the orange is probably from Shaolin monk colors. Yeah, the there's this okay,
1: very sure. a very uh yeah, like monk Shaolin.
0: Formalized kind of martial arts inspired.
1: Krillin thing.
2: started as an actual monk.
1: Which is why and that's why he mold. has
0: those uh those dots on Which his is. uh forehead.
1: Yeah. And why later uh, he's not bald the because he explained. grows his hair out because he can do that because he's not, like, inherently <laughs> and he, bald.
2: And he grows a mustache. Well, he, and
0: he married a robot or something.
2: Cyborg.
1: Yes. And he grew a little mustache. Krillin was always my favorite.
0: He is, the, he is the strongest
2: man Ooh. on Earth. Human. I actually
1: honest. found, like, back in the... the 2000, 2001 or so, I found, like, those ridiculous Dragon Ball Z t-shirts that everyone had at the time. I found one of Krillin, and I bought the hell out of that.
2: Aww. I don't remember (laughs) ever seeing a Krillin
1: shirt. Krillin is the best. I love Krillin. But, uh, but yes, the, the moral of the story is, by this point, I feel like your average kid was a lot more exposed to Japanese culture than they had been in... At any point in the 80s, possibly barring, as I was just saying, kids in urban areas who got, like, hella rad broadcast (laughs) stations. Uh,
0: So we cut to to our final flashback of the the evening. Uh, Prowl has gone on his optics quest. It didn't work. And also, this dojo has been wrecked to shit.
1: Oops. I hate that.
0: Uh, Like, all the windows are busted, most of the protoforms are gone, and Yoketron himself is dying. So, Prowl has, like, terrible timing.
1: Good good job. Good job. I mean, I guess at least he gets to say his, like, final things. It's not like he's already dead yet. He's just dying.
0: Well, he he tries to save his life. There's one of these protoforms left. It's really weird. It apparently does I don't know if these are blanks or what. Like if these are just the bodies?
2: Well, it doesn't have a spark, so this one at least was a blank, which may be why it was left behind.
0: This is possible. So Prowl just yanks Yokitron's spark out and just plunks it into a conveniently shaped slot in this protoform. It immediately turns back into Yokitron, leaving his corpse beside him. And Yokitron's all, hey, hey, no no no. This this it was my time to become one with the well of all sparks, and you've sacrificed a piece of the future to, uh, to hold on to the past so now I'm just going to die again to spite you
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so it, it I can understand being annoyed that you wasted a protoform on me an old bot who should be dead whose death is okay but then that he shuts himself off just to spite <laughs> prowl it's like you shouldn't have done that <laughs> like uh thanks master
1: well, you know, maybe he should have thought harder about that.
0: And then it it's interesting. Like, Jazz earlier says that Yogatron just disappeared. So did Prowl, like, bury both of these bodies in the backyard?
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe he did.
0: Uh, oh, man. If people found out he did this, they're going to be mad.
2: <laughs> uh, double homicide. No. Think, Prowl, think.
1: <laughs> Good job. Good job, Prowl. So
0: uh, this all finally realizes that, you know, Prowl now realizes that, so Lockdown ha- was a uh, Yoga Transformer student, and also he has his hat, so therefore he probably killed him. <laughs> and, uh, yep. So he's like, hey, you know, he beats up Lockdown and says, give me that helmet. And he does, but then the helmet is hilariously booby-trapped and just wraps him in a bunch of wires.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So Lockdown just takes the hog-tied Prowl to his ship.
1: You know, as you do.
0: And, uh... Yeah, so he can cut parts off of him, which, yeah, that's
2: gone good for you on this planet before Lockdown.
0: And, uh, amusingly, that same... or a replica of that same sidecar armor that Prowl previously used... In fistful of energon, is there? Thought, hey, yeah, you used it pretty well, so I thought I'd keep it around, even though it's obviously not sized for me or in my colors. <laughs> and also, I'm a car, so I don't know what I do with a lo- with a sidecar. Black. Yeah, that seems weird. Well, I That's
1: don't know if you can really say, you say that, that Lockdown anyway. has colors. That's kind of his thing; is he's got a lot of different colors because he just takes them.
2: Yeah, this black and anything else. Yes.
0: Yes. So, indeed, Prowl. Uh, uses the processor over matter, gets himself out of these wires, and gets himself into this armor. I'm back at Tagatron Stadium, the uh the Autobots are still fighting, this one Decepticon, and proving Sentinel is a doofus uh all like Prime Jazz, the two twi- the twins, and Sentinel Prime are having a real tr- are having a lot of trouble with this Starscream clone.
2: Well because Liar Starscream is using Sentinel as a human shield for most of it. Yes. yes.
1: And no one else really cares about this because they are all perfectly happy beating up on Sentinel. Yeah.
0: Yes. They
2: don't care how hard they kick Sentinel. Is
1: he does
0: And eventually it. he does get a bunch of foam in the face. He crashes into the field and Sentinel ends up face down in the outfield.
1: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
2: Yes. Uh. T- to go back to a previous discussion, no, this is not an Evangelion reference.
1: Ah, but Evangelion.
0: <laughs> is there a baseball episode of Evangelion?
2: There's an episode where one of the giant robots, which really isn't a robot, ends up face down in a lake with its legs sticking up.
0: Oh, okay. I just thought maybe, because I, I, baseball's big in Japan, I thought maybe that was uh, <laughs> a thing.
2: I don't remember there being a baseball episode. There was like, just... I mean, I'm
0: not talking like like an episode where they play baseball or anything, but maybe where they have a fight in a baseball stadium.
1: Probably. Yeah. No, no,
2: that's. There's a lot of lakes. Yeah. And sinking buildings.
1: A lot of sinking buildings, yeah. Because you know everything's been destroyed.
0: All anyway, right, so Prowl is ta- he's got this armor, and he's also got Yokitron's helmet. And it is time to kick the ass.
1: Yay, my babies. They are so cute though. Yeah. <laughs> They're such cuties. Okay, I'm done. For now.
0: So Proud and Lockdown have a big fight, they end up going right out of this uh spaceship. Prime and Jazz are about to just drop the scoreboard onto uh onto Ramjet. <laughs> And they end up dropping it on all three of them, but uh hey prowl's got that processor over matter going, or as jazz calls it, p over m
2: <laughs> which yeah bro. at this point, just basically boils down to he's magneto
1: just just stop, just don't just stop,
0: well, just as magneto uses uh uses magnet powers in a baseball stadium in days of future past, stop
1: yes. letting white people write jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no more, never again. Well, at the
0: very least, l- st- stop letting white people write stuff on jazz.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's handle more that one first. <laughs> unfortunate things recently. Uh, That's like, ah, oh, it. I, I can't even start on how mad that makes me that it's that character specifically. Yes. Anyway.
0: So yeah, he's just swirling this stuff around, he's magnetoing it up, uh, Prime, uh, gets the cuffs on Ramjet, but Lockdown pieces out, and he pieces out of this series.
1: That's this it. This is
0: a last, this is the last we see a Lockdown. He's done, and, bye. <laughs> although he will return in non-Lance Hen- Henriksen form, uh, in Transformers Age of Extinction.
1: Yes. Oh boy. sadly, movie.
0: they really should have got Lance Henriksen for that movie.
1: They yeah, should they could have! have I, mean, I mean, the
0: guy doing the voice is fine, but it's not Lance Henriksen. It's not memorable. I mean, he's British.
1: Just sort of a guy mm. doing a voice. It's he's boring. got a gun
0: for a face at one point. That's cool.
1: I mean, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool.
0: cool. And he's working for Fraser.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah it'd that. be nice if he was a little bit more like this Lockdown. With a gun face. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I mean that, that—that seems like a thing that this lockdown would do. Like, hey, I, st- I stole this—this uh, this gun face from yeah. a guy with a gun face.
1: <laughs> now I'm gonna have oh a gun no. face.
0: He killed Gunhead.
1: <laughs> no, he was my favorite.
0: Fireface.
2: Fire—Firehead is also a movie. Probably a bad
0: one.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean.
0: Anyway, so. Uh, we go back to the elite guard ship, uh, they talk to Cliff on Cybertron, who tells him, tells them that, uh, yeah, as per last episode, uh, Sentinel Prime is all messed up, and, uh, we know about that whole shockwave thing. It's super bad.
1: <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. It's not great, guys.
0: Because I guess, I guess Cliff Jumper is kind of in charge now. I don't know who's, like, second in command.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it was probably Longarm.
2: Well, Cliffjumper's Jumper's second yeah. in command of the information
0: systems?
1: Right, so that might...
0: I mean, I guess we're going to find out who's in charge pretty soon, and it's Mm. uh, not great.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's it's less than ideal.
0: He is happy to hear that all these uh, Decepticons have been captured, and he wants to know who did it, and it's Prowl who gets all the credit.
1: Yes. Optimus says, oh yeah, it was Prowl.
0: Oh, well, that's uh, good for you, Prowl.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's basically... what cliff jumper? So he's like, well, good for you, Pearl.
0: So Sentinel is very pleased, of course, that Optimus covered up his uh, probably treasonous crimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Probably treasonous crimes.
0: Court-martialable, anyway. Yes. Like, this guy is a known murderer.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's and you
2: know he's a murderer because he's always oh, taken parts of people. He's wearing parts of people you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's a real Buffalo Bill.
1: Uh.
0: Keep that guy away from Grandis. <laughs> <laughs> was he a, uh, uh. was he a great big fat robot? Uh. <laughs> don't you touch my ravage! <laughs> I know, oh. it's a dog, not a cat. I, I don't
2: know. Anyway. Never ever seen that. And,
0: know. uh, so Optimus says, you know, hey, You know, this once this is all over, you and I, we're going to have, we're going to have words.
1: We're going to have a talk. Yes, angry words. Not to be confused with angry birds.
0: (laughs) Yes. And also, Prowl has just decided he is going to keep this armor. And this helmet. Yep. Which, sure, okay. And he's going to do everything he can to... Make Yoki Tron proud of him, wherever he is.
1: It's season three. It's time for some character design upgrades, even if they don't stick.
0: Yep. Well, this one is going to stick. I think he's he's this way for the rest of the uh, episode. Oh, and I'm checking the wiki now. There were, indeed, three faceplates on (laughs) Blitz. Okay, okay. good.
1: (laughs) That's an important detail.
0: Uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that is Five Servos of Doom. I think it's a, it's a worthy enough conclusion to the Lockdown trilogy.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good.
0: And it advances the plot nicely. The, the whole Ninja Master we've never heard about is, is a titch contrived, but it's probably such a cliche ninja that it kind of works that he also has this cliche ninja backstory. <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's just him being him. I do appreciate it that like the whole thing about how he was just really into upgrades like before he became a ninja so that sort of became something that like you know is, is a part of his character that maybe he's tried to work against as you know in, in his training. I don't know. Words. I felt like there was actually some decent if not development for Prowl as a character, at least, like, I guess development for Prowl as a character. <laughs> I feel that he got to be fleshed out a good bit here in some good ways.
0: Yes. And uh, he's kind of the character who we maybe have the least depth on. He's just kind of, and we 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 now know about everybody's, we've had like a flashback episode for everybody now. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which I well, at least for all of our main characters, which I appreciate. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bumblebee and Bulkhead kind of shared theirs, but that yeah, they fine. had to
0: share one. But I mean that <laughs>
1: that was a
0: they're kind of probably the closest of any of these guys, so I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. they, they anyway. took a selfie. <laughs> they were taking selfies <laughs> with the Decepticons
0: for Fembots back home. <laughs> those, those two are adorable. <laughs> My okay babies. for those.
1: <laughs> They're the best babies.
0: Okay. Anyway, that is it for Five Servers of Doom. We'll be back next week with another episode. Predacons Rising.
2: Ooh, Predacons. Oh,
0: the episode with no Predacons in it.
2: But no razor claw. <laughs> no. No tantrum.
1: No dive bomb. <laughs> uh-huh. But dive bomb uh-huh.
2: rampage and and the other guy. The fuck was the other guy? Rhino.
1: He's like the uh, Predacon version uh, of an immature boy.
0: He'll take you on, headstrong. Okay. He'll take on anyone.
1: <laughs> no. No. no.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook.
1: And we are hosted by iconunderground.net where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting expenses and other costs. That is at patreon.com slash iconunderground.
0: And that's right. For the price of one slim dollar a month, you can get, uh, you can get one Patreon episode per month with one dollar. Uh With and those episodes are crazy long. Oh, uh, the last few have yes, been. We
1: talk a lot about whatever we feel like talking uh, about, was... and by whatever we feel like talking about, I mean uh Thor Ragnarok this month. Yeah,
0: uh, that's right. What will we be doing for our December episode? Well, Patreon con- contributors, please let us know.
1: Yeah, give us
2: some
0: thoughts. Are we are at your beck and call. Can we
2: put a yes. poll up on Patreon? Is it
1: a thing? Oh, I um, can look into that.
0: I'm sure it is. All right. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.
1: Hokey
2: for dokey.
0: I've done. It looks like my uh, my squiggly lines are of a reasonable height this time.
1: My uh, squiggly lines are good. definitely there. In well, they were squiggling.
2: okay the last time. It was just...
1: I don't see anything.
2: It was okay for Ragnarok. It was just weird for.
0: <gasps> right. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not baning over everybody this time. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, it wasn't so much the baning that was the problem is that we were also picking up us talking, ah.
0: which was
1: a pain. oh yeah, that's
0: uh, you did an excellent job it. of uh of zipping it out
1: <laughs> of fixing it,
2: yeah, well, I left some of it in the very end of the episode I left a long chunk of outtake of us rambling while Jen was ferret Aw,
1: I had to tend to my baby. he's doing okay this week. he's doing pretty yeah. decent. he's got an ear infection, <sighs> but it seems to be oh. getting better. Oh.
0: Poor boy. All right. Uh, shall we start her up?
1: My poor son. Sure.
0: Okay.